the way we do things, right? So every church has a, a way we do things. And the word we use for that is called our liturgy, right? And liturgy literally means the work of the people. So it's not the people up front doing the work. It's the work of everybody in the room. Now, typically on a Sunday morning, I will stand up here and I will read this book and I will tell you what it says and I will tell you what it means. Uh, But this morning, we're going to make that work our work, the work of the people. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to read the scriptures twice. Then I'm going to retell the story, and then we're going to answer three very basic questions. What does this story reveal about God? What does this story reveal about us, about humanity, about the world? And then the final question is, is there anything this story is calling us to do? So is there an action that comes from reading this story? So we'll ask those questions. I'll give you a brief three-ish minutes to talk about it at your table. And then we're going to take three or so minutes to talk about what you talked about at your table. So I'll ask, and if your table doesn't want to answer, that's cool. I'm good with that. One of the reasons I love doing this is because uh, we've got young people in the room and we've got older people in the room. And we want to encourage spiritual conversations, conversations about faith, conversations about the divine, conversations just about real life. We want, to, we want to encourage those conversations between generations. And so we've got young people who are going to hear from older people, not just me. There'll be more older people who are talking into their lives. And we, older people, get to actually listen to the young voices, the younger generation. I, I think that's an important mix uh, that we want to highlight when we do uh, things like this. There's one ground rule, and this is scary. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Whatever you want. Nothing's out of bounds. So you don't have to be afraid to be right or wrong. You don't have to be afraid to be judged. There's no, no one's going to tell you what you have to believe about this scripture. We, this makes me so nervous. I'm always in control of the message. And now I'm not in control. I have to let go. And we are going to preach together. Are you with me? Yes, let's do this. I need a volunteer to help read. You did it last time and you were just as fast. If there's nobody else, Caleb, you're on. I need a volunteer, maybe a younger person, to read the scripture the first time through. And by the way, you've got the papers with the scriptures on there. Do I have any volunteers? Okay, going once. You want to read it? Come on up. Come on up. So she's going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to retell a story, and then we're in. Okay? I'm young enough. You're, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let me pray, and then you can read. I'm assuming I'm reading this. Yes. From there to there. All right. God, thank you for this book. Uh, we're trusting your presence, Spirit. We're trusting that you will speak uh, through all of us this morning. Open our hearts and our ears so that we might hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read Luke 17, 11 through 19. Jesus heals 10 men with leprosy. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. 
They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Thank you. Awesome. Hear the story again. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well, or your faith has healed you, or your faith has saved you. We'll go that far. Such a good story, right? So let me sort of retell it so that we get it into our heads, and then we'll start answering the questions. So Jesus is with his disciples. He's traveling on their way from Galilee in the north to Jerusalem in the south. They're on the border between Galilee and Samaria, which means they're in enemy territory, which means they're surrounded by all sorts of people who are different from them who think very different things about life, about God, about how you ought to operate your normal life. So they're in a foreign place. People are looking at them strangely. When they're about to enter into a village, some lepers, people who had leprosy, which is all kinds of different sorts of skin diseases, they stood at a distance because they had to separate themselves from their community their town, their village, their family, their friends. They couldn't go in. They had to be on the outside for fear of contamination. They shout at a distance. Some of them even wore bells on their robes so that people would hear them when they came nearby. They said, Jesus, master, have pity on us. And then Luke says, when he saw them, he said, go, Show yourselves to the priest, which is an interesting thing because you don't show yourself to the priest unless you're already cleansed, unless you're healed, unless you have no skin disease. Well, they're standing there with their skin diseases. And he says, go, which means go to Jerusalem and show yourselves to the priests, right? That's interesting because the priest is the one who can declare you clean and you can enter back into society. And then Luke tells us, as they went, after they obeyed, they were cleansed on the way. And then it says, when one of the lepers saw, there's that word again, saw that he was healed, he returned, praising God in a loud voice. He fell at the feet of Jesus and began to worship him. And then Jesus was like, wait a sec, there were 10 of y'all and only one came back and presumably the others were Jews And this lone foreigner, an enemy of Jews, Samaritan, he's the one who came back. 
and gave thanks and praise. And then Jesus says, go. Your faith, the faith of a non-Jew, the faith of an enemy, the faith of an outsider, the faith of this Samaritan, ah, it has saved you. It has made you whole. It has made you well. Well, weren't the others saved too? Weren't they healed as well? What's so different or special about? Anyway, okay. Shall we answer the questions? Okay, what does this story reveal to us about God? And remember, Jesus is God in the flesh, so we can talk about Jesus here. So what does this story reveal about God? So take a few moments, talk about it at your tables, and then we'll talk about it up front. Ready? Go. She's going to do it live up top.
Okay, let's come back together. <clears throat> I hate to cut you off because you're having great conversations. Okay, does anyone want to? Does anyone want to share what your table talked about, Caleb? I love this. So. He can bring healing and wholeness in your life. He deserves to be praised and thanked. And what was the last one? Listen and do because he fulfills his promise. He's true. I love it. Thank you. What else? What you got for me, bud? Anything? Say that again. Homeless people ask for help so they survive and eat food. That is very true. Thank you. You are awesome. What else? Did the kids cover it all? Jesus is sarcastic. Jesus is Todd says, remember, there's no judgment. You can say whatever you want. It's pointing me out. All good. <laughs> yeah. 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 He just healed. He just grace. Yeah. 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 So sometimes we have a checklist. You do this, 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 and then we get what we want from God. But here, it's just God just says, Jesus says, go, show yourselves. Right? Did you? <laughs> Ooh, good one. Yeah, he didn't have to touch. He just said, go. Hmm. And after they went, they were healed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, holds us accountable. We obey and, right? What if they didn't? What if they just went home? Would they be healed still? I don't know. That's a good question, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus had a plan. He knew where he was going. So he's in, he's in enemy territory. Right? He's exposing his followers to people who are different than they are, right? So, I 
Yeah. Oh, that's good. So is the healing more important or Jesus' declaration that they are healed more important? So a bunch of people are separated from their community, their family, their friends. They're cut off. And Jesus essentially says, you know, you're never broken in the first place in my eyes. Is that what you? Yeah. Yeah. The boundaries didn't exist to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the boundaries that we set up to separate them from us, they're irrelevant to Jesus. He's like, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and even the one leper who came back wasn't a Jew. So all kinds of barriers being crossed here. I love it. Okay, that's good. Should we move on? What does this story reveal about us? human beings, the world, go. (laughs) I get to listen to your table.
Okay, let's come back again. Because <clears throat> otherwise we'll be here till 1130. <laughs> Shocker. Can't do that. Okay. So does anybody want to share? You're always first. You were close, but he beat you. What does this say about us? Humans. People. Sometimes we can be selfish and ungrateful. Sometimes we can treat people differently. And what was the last one again? Our actions are important in God's plan for us. I like it. You guys are good. Anybody else? You want to go? Do we get, ooh, we got, we got people saying amen. Wait, is that an amen? Because that's kind of, sometimes we get too comfortable with God's power in our lives that we take it for granted. Amen. <laughs> in other words, we agree. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. 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 Huh. You're, you're catching on to the point. You're catching on to one of the points. It's great. What else? What does this say about us, human beings? Yeah. Ah. Uh. So we're, yeah, we just expect God to do it. Yeah, right. We don't know their background. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't come back and say, thank you. Or here's another way to think about it. They were just doing what they were told. They were following orders. They were going to the priests. So maybe they were grateful. We just don't know about it. I don't know. They believed. Yeah, because they went. So there's still an element of faith there, of belief, of possibly. What else? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I like it. Say that again. We're kind of quick to judge those other nine too. Jesus was too. We're just following Jesus's lead. It's all good. That's what we're supposed to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe they ostracized him and he wasn't comfortable with them. 
with the other nine. Yeah, one, one, one person wonders whether or not he was actually separate from the nine because he was on his way to his other religion's temple because he's not a Jew. And that makes the story interesting too. Where, where was he going? Maybe he was going back into town where his temple is in his other belief system, right? Just a question, I don't know. Yeah. 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 So they were on the way, they were cleansed. You're, you're catching, you're picking up what Luke is laying down. So he uses this word, this verb twice, to see, to see. Whenever there's repetition like that, there's, there's something. He's like, pay attention to that. They don't have bold. They didn't italicize anything. They had repetition. So there's, there's different ways of seeing. So Jesus saw them, and then he says, go show yourselves to the priests. So there's, there's seeing, there's noticing, oh, there's lepers over there. But there's also seeing on a deeper level, these people need some. They're seeing with compassion. And you're picking up, he saw that he was healed. Don't you think the other nine saw that too? Like they saw it too. So they're seeing, but there's a deeper sense of seeing. They're seeing with gratitude. They're seeing and attributing what he's seeing to something more going on here. I have to, there's something happening here and I have to pay attention to that, right? So good. What else? Yeah. 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 So that may have been his first, the Samaritan's first experience with, with God, with the divine. And the others are, are used to it. So they're, maybe they're going to the temple to say thank you. To, who knows? Yeah. Interesting. Did I hear something over here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so sort of opening our eyes to the ways in which, um, you know, the world works and sort of hurts people. And we can actually open our eyes and see that and become aware of it and actually perhaps insert ourselves and do something. Yeah, and maybe understand that we're part of the problem. I like it. Okay. Any more? Okay. Is there anything this is calling us to do? Like, is there an action? Like, okay, now that we've encountered these ideas, is there anything this story is calling us to do? All right, go. A minute and a half.
back together again. We'll, we'll sort of do this live almost. You guys had a few minutes. What, what is this calling us to do? <laughs> Caleb, look at that guy go. His parents must be so proud. <laughs> Follow God through our actions. That's good. That's good. Good job, buddy. What else? Anyone? Yeah. Ask and act. Do something. Yeah. Oftentimes we wait for it to just be done to us when there are things that we can do. I like it. It's cool. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So look, look to the outsiders, but also the, the other nine. Compassion on them. Yeah. 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 To show gratitude, to be grateful, instead of just going, oh, phew, I got saved. You know? We just had, thank, by the way, lots of places do this passage for a Thanksgiving service. So I was like, this is what we're doing today. Yeah, so be grateful and be, be like, see the world differently. Like actually see with that deeper sense of seeing, seeing with gratitude, seeing with, oh my goodness, there's so much more going on here. Yeah, anything else? Don't be afraid to tell the world about it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they went before they were healed instead of waiting for God to act. They, there's some faith in there. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. there's the flip-flop of 
You know, the Jews didn't do what they were supposed to do, but the foreigner encountered God and did. Yeah. Calls us to worship God. So, you know, God's act, when we see and when we acknowledge God's action in our lives in the world, it moves us to worship, to bowing down, to giving our lives. It's good. Anything else? Okay. Then that was the time in worship where we're going to move towards communion. Thank you. You guys are great. Um, I will say, if you, if you have a child in nursery during the last song, would you go get them? Because we're going to go over, and that's not fair. Plus, it's my wife. <laughs> I would have do it for anybody. I did it last time. Okay, the commun- communion table is a, is, a, is a feast of remembrance, communion, and hope. We come and we remember that, that Jesus came.